moment that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are and God bless them for that. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movie. Comic book. Movies based on comic books. Exhausting! Video games, toys, TV shows. Walk inside! Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! All of the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to... Talk nerdy to me. At this point, who even knows if we're on? I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore. I think every ticket from the uh, Talk Nerdy to Me store is a winner this week. Because um, everything that could have possibly gone wrong this week went wrong. If you had gremlins <laughs> as your reason for why we're late, uh, we'll go ahead and count that. We'll punch that ticket today. Yeah. I, also, yeah. We'll, we'll also go ahead and uh, punch the fuck Discord. Yeah, it's for everyone as well. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I'm going to blame a lot of it on Mother Nature and the uh, rolling lightning storms that have been going through the arena. This is our in-your-house beware of dog. <laughs> and if you get that reference, then that's why you're a fan of the show. So like we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if, if, you, if you understand the in-your-house beware of dog joke, whatever, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so, interesting show today. Something spe- really weird, uh, because, you know, uh, I get to do this one this time. Uh, it's a totally different show, because, you know, I've only had, um, uh, today was the second work day this week, which means that I get to do the Tuesday one instead, right? Because it's Tuesday, Tuesday right? It's, it's Tuesday? And, uh, no. It's not not Tuesday? Oh. I feel... It, yeah, it... I appreciate the... Remember how you got... That was actually Saturday. Oh. Oh. Okay, so it's not Tuesday. Okay, so we're actually on track, really, for Wednesday, which is good. Um, it's it, that that's good, yeah. And I I feel like uh, either I dropped out or everybody else dropped out because now it got real quiet. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting show. This one's going to be a little weird. Uh, you're going to have to just bear with us, everybody. I'm sorry uh, that. Um, 
were having some insane, insane technical difficulties today. Uh, I don't know what the problem is. Uh, we've been... Um, I was only half yeah. joking about gremlins. I know, right? Uh, we yeah. really do have gremlins, I guess. Uh, holy crap. It's the gremlins 2-1, where he turns into electricity, <laughs> and he's just in the internet now. Gosh. Really messing with the show. Ugh. I don't, I don't like this at all. We have, And, and it's going to be uh, an incredibly big show if we can actually get through it. Uh, we've got um, a couple big things to talk about, and we also have a special guest, hopefully, that we're going to be able to get through. And everyone's favorite new segment. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's favorite new transitional effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're going to have uh, another um, another entry from Martha. Martha has sent us a, uh, uh, a new classic quote. And so it's a full show. It's a full show. If we can get through it. I don't even know if we can get through it. Whatever. So we're gonna um, try and fucking do. Yeah, this is what we call if, limp to the barn Friday. If we were all together in uh, California, you might even call it a full house. Oh, no. ooh. sorry, I'll cut it out. Uh, I think it sounds like your internet's gonna cut it out, like mine and Conan's also. Uh, all of our internets are just gonna get cut out. Um, yeah, no, we're. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give it give it our all because we don't want to uh, we don't want to shortchange our listeners for a fun experience more, any more so than usual. Right? Yeah, we shortchange you with crappy content, but we're gonna give you that crappy content. <laughs> so shitty hosts, terrible. Yeah, well, yeah, terrible discussions. Uh, so it I want not taste good, but there's a lot of it. <laughs> yep. Insert restaurant you don't like name here. Ugh. Uh, I want to give one update before we get started uh, with an overwhelming margin of 73% across both platforms. <laughs> Obi-John, you and I high-five each other because Armageddon yep. destroyed Deep Impact. Not even close, man. We were right on. We were right. That's why, uh, you know. I think I speak for Julian... Uh, and myself when I say fuck Armageddon. <laughs> uh, uh, 73%, man. <laughs> Deep impact. Fuck I can't wait for this uh, Let's Watch. It's going to be yeah. a time. It's going to be me and Flanagan hyping up how amazing Armageddon, how it is the single greatest the world's about to be destroyed by an asteroid movie ever put yeah. on cinema. Yep, absolutely. And then uh, Julian and Koran, I'm assuming just drinking and cursing. Yep. Probably at least doing uh, one or two um, where you poke the hole in the bottom and then chug the beer. Oh, shotgunning. Shotgunning, yeah. 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 Well, we'll, we'll shotgun <laughs> probably at least two beers. I didn't know if you meant poke a hole in the bottom of your beer can or your popcorn. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say poke a hole that. in your condoms. I'm going to go ahead and insert the uh, the why not both here. <laughs> all right, then. Yeah, all right. Not, so, to, the, not to the condoms. <laughs> not to the condoms. 
Uh, well, this one. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun let's watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's gonna be a really weird let's watch. We're gonna have that fun uh, sing along with Aerosmith. Oh yeah, we're going to. Y'all yeah. are going to. You know, yep. the, you know, it's gonna get two bars into it, and you're not gonna be able to hold hold back. You won't be able to contain yourself from singing Aerosmith. Don't even. And if everything holds. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to talk over you. If no, uh, our okay. scheduling holds to as planned, you'll have that sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's uh, what I've heard. Like about uh, three weeks-ish? Ish, yeah, somewhere so, in there. So, yeah. Once again, have to fill me in on this one? We, I will. I got you. I got <laughs> we'll you. let you know. Yeah. If you, uh, cool, cool, cool. I'll let you know. Uh, we'll, we'll poke a hole in the... Uh, you know, I'll have the, <laughs> the condoms with the holes in them, and we'll be good to go. Thank you, everyone who voted on our social media. And uh, you, everyone who voted, <laughs> aside from twenty-seven percent of you. Yeah, dude. Uh, thank you for the smart seventy-three uh, percent of you who voted correctly. Yeah, who voted correctly? Who voted with your hearts? Who voted with your minds? Who just voted correctly? I don't know where you were at the last election, but you showed up now. So that's all. I, that's all that matters. <laughs> That's all the I don't know where you were for the uh, gubernatorial yeah. uh, primaries, but uh, you need to show up when Mitch McConnell's running again. But anyway, we're not going to turn this into a political podcast. I just don't have it in me to yell that much. And I do have another update from last week. Just Ooh, really yeah, quick. what is it? This was a this was a private moment, but I'll go ahead and share it because that's what this show is all about. Uh, last week, I I uh, I'd say have half assedly half acidly there we go there it is um said that wyatt earp was a better movie than tombstone Uh, upon further review i.e i watched both of them again last night uh, because i was that bored (laughs) i saw your snapchat Uh, i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and reverse my call on that wow um i hadn't watched either of those in a really long time i hadn't watched tombstone all the way through i don't think ever uh, I, I think Tombstone was one of those movies I mostly saw is on TNT. Yeah. Uh, growing up as a kid. So now having sat down and watched them both all the way through, um, no, no, Tombstone is definitely the better movie. Uh, wider, maybe a little more historically accurate, a little more. Uh, but no, Tombstone is definitely the more entertaining movie. Yeah. Uh, so Tombstone won Julian so he can bask in the glow. Ah. Um, Tombstone won it anyway, though, right? Say what? Yeah, Tombstone yeah. won. Okay, okay. I thought I thought Tombstone won regardless, but I feel like where John, you still there? I'm here. Yep. I'm going to keep talking. Just keep, keep talking. talking. Yeah, yeah. Roll with it. Uh, I feel like we one of the worst parts on the show is whenever we have to each other. Yeah. I had to apologize for, and I stick by this. The pilot is honest. God, uh, it does not do that show any favors. However, by like the episode three, you are so fucking hooked and into those characters. Well, I'm fortunate Julian couldn't be here this week, yeah. so uh, I, get, I get to make that uh, without him to rub it in. So. Well, you know. You know. That's just how it goes sometimes. So, uh, 
so no, that was uh, that was good. We had uh, apologies and updates, and uh, um, you know, just a, just a nice, warm-hearted opening segment there. That was nice. So let's ruin that. Yeah, with... let's, let's ruin it with some fighting. <laughs> Uh, uh, which one's up first? No, no, I got, we got to have our special guest first. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So this this will be uh, better. Uh, yeah, and I made this joke. I don't think I can make this joke on the air, though. I don't know yeah, if I can because I said I said uh, you know I made a phone call and uh, it's to a, a a dear friend of mine. He's a small business owner. Uh, and I, 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 I way homered myself because I didn't realize what I had done until after I said it. And I was like, yeah, oh yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. Had a good 10-minute phone call with him yesterday. Uh, you know, small business owner. You may know him. Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden I just cracked myself up because I realized what I did. So uh, don't let that get back to him because I'm not trying to be disrespectful. <laughs> but it made me laugh. Um so last year, I'm going to give no context to this whatsoever. Nobody else give any context to this either about how this came about. Uh, last year, at about this time, it was actually really close to this time, we took a trip to Evansville, Indiana, and got to um, partake in one of the last great joys left in America. The last great joy that hasn't been you know, had had been squashed under the oppressive boot of government regulation and other people messing it up. Good old... I'm going to use the, the proper term for it because I don't want to be rude again. Uh, good old micro-wrestling. Where we went to a... I don't even know where it was. It, it, was, it wasn't like a gymnasium. Uh, we went to this... Like a, uh... It was a theater. Yeah, it was this this theater setting that had um, you know the the micro wrestling, and it was quite honestly one of the best times I've ever had. It was amazing. It was so much fun, and uh, I'm real sad that uh, Obi John you missed out on it because I know you would have had a great time as well. And. There's going to be another chance, though, because our good friends with the micro-wrestling have now, or they will be in another few weeks, they're setting up shop nearby in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Shut the front door. Right? So, I don't know about you guys. As a licensed professional wrestler, I'm all about wrestling companies succeeding. I'm all about wrestling just becoming, you know, as big as it possibly can be. So, I reached out to the Micro Wrestling Federation. And uh, I'm going to see if I can get on the phone the owner, operator, proprietor... Small business owner Jack on the phone, and uh, we're going to see if he'll give us. Is that Jack Mihoff? No, it's not. Uh, It's uh, also not Jack the Ripper. Thank goodness. (laughs) It was a shark. Um, 
There's your Jaws quote for the day. And uh, so uh, he's a really nice guy. Let me see if I can get him on the phone real quick. So hopefully you guys uh, uh, are as excited about this as I am, because I'm jacked up about this. Boys. All right, here we go. Let's see if I can get him on the phone. Well, with the talk nerdy to me, worldwide headquarters telephone line. Oh, my gosh. Michael Ressings, Jack, I can help you. Jack, this is Chris from the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast. How are you? Hey, uh, fine, thanks. And I got uh, John, and there's uh, another Chris here as well. Hello. Hey. And, uh, man, we are jacked up excited for micro wrestling the, the micro wrestling federation coming to pigeon forge tennessee yeah i'm here right now oh you're in the building How, how's the building shaping up what's it looking like oh man the building's looking incredible it's kind of way you know sometimes if you have a vision in your head for whether it be like a poster or a piece of promo or you know the way you want to design your living room or your house or your man cave or, well, i had this vision that for the microtorium is what we're calling it. And the vision is coming to fruition. It's into reality right now. Yeah. We're calling it the microtorium of Pigeon Forge. Oh, that's awesome. That is yeah, so, so great. Like nine, I, I love it. Like I mean, nine, I feel like it's all nine, about like. It's what? I was going to say, I feel like a lot of the buildings and stuff in Pigeon Forge are all, uh, punny or that kind of stuff so i feel like microtorium fits in really well along with alongside a bunch of the other places yeah, there. this 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 was an old retail shop it was called um kitchen collections oh. so there, there was flat you know the, the flat panel walls all the way around oh yeah dirty carpet in there there was nothing but shelves throughout the whole entire room which you know i ripped all the carpet out i put pipe and drape up we painted the place and just i got a ring in there 300 i mean it's just i mean it's when the kids see it they're gonna they're gonna be amazed with you know the transformation because they were there the first day we walked into the place when i went to go you know i was like i've been looking at buildings in this town now for about a year oh wow the third one so that's awesome and i'm i'm super excited like you guys have been on tour, and you guys have like the craziest tour schedule I've seen. You hit so many cities. Yeah, we just did eighty shows in three and a half months. Oh my! We God. left on January. Wow. We left on January. We left on January eleventh. I flew everyone into Cincinnati. Our first show was right outside of Nashville in Lebanon, Tennessee, and our last show of the year. Well, actually, last two shows of the year was in Dover, Delaware, at the the NASCAR racetrack with the Monster Mile. So oh, wow. We went to Florida for two weeks, Texas two weeks, California two weeks, North Dakota, Wyoming, Wisconsin, Michigan, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, in, just from pretty much coast to coast. That's all. And you guys are, that's the thing, is everywhere you go, I'm, I'm looking at the crowds, and you guys are filling up everywhere you go. I mean, everybody is, is just like you can't fit any more people in the buildings to see it. Everybody's going crazy for it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, you know, I think man, I've been doing this for quite some time. Just even booking shows, you know, I got I, I got involved with this whole micro wrestling thing. As I was running a Chippendale show, <laughs> and uh, I was doing that, and I was booking two. I was booking two man comedy shows, and I had about ten different groups. And then I ran into this little guy named Pod. He went as the pissed off dwarf. 
he's, he's painting himself. Yeah, he's painting himself up like a mean-looking clown. And when I saw him, I didn't. You know what? We don't call it ninja wrestling anymore. Just, when I bought the company from him, we had called it ninja wrestling. He taught me how to use it as a marketing tool. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Um, uh, what was my point? So, uh, oh shit, man, I totally went blank. <laughs> no, it's all good. That's- Oh, it's all about POD. Oh, it's the advent of Facebook and social media, man. You know, that wasn't always like this, man. You know what I mean? And yeah. like now, you know, I, I, you know, I'm 50 years old, man, but just, you know, to get myself acclimated to using social media like a 21 year old, man, you know what I mean? I sat on YouTube. I learned how to use it to my advantage right now, man. And it's how I do all my marketing, man, and advertising is Facebook and Instagram, you know? That's all. Yeah, I mean, I follow you guys on Instagram, and I mean, I love seeing the clips and uh, following where you guys tour. Um, like I told you yesterday, uh, you know, we went and saw you guys in uh, Evansville, Indiana, last uh, May, and yeah. man, it was. I think the way that I was describing here, but I said it was just one hell of a show. Like you have to see it to believe it. It is incredible. Uh, the most entertaining thing that I saw last year by far. I mean, it was just off the charts. I didn't know. And that's the thing is like going in, I had no idea what to expect, but like it, it exceeded my expectations, blew my mind. It was, it was an awesome live event. And cause it's so different live. It's seeing it live is just, there's an energy to it. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing. I hear it all the time. <laughs> you know, just no one ever knows what to expect. And when they leave, they're like, wow, <laughs> Pretty cool, man. You know, guys are a lot more athletic than people give them credit for, you know, kind of maybe just looking at them and, you know, thinking, ah, maybe they're little or whatnot. But, I mean, you saw all the stuff that these kids do, man, you know? Oh, yeah. We just, uh, I set another date up there in Evansville, and uh, we did at the Victory Theater for uh, November 2nd. Oh, man. So, I got the, yeah, we got Pigeon Forge we're going to run down here, and I'm going to still continue my road show. So, I got to... Anywhere between fifteen and twenty little ones that I rotate in and out. Okay. Some have family. Some don't. You know, don't want to be on the road for long periods of time. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense, and it, it's it's good because that's the other thing is you know the 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 roster that you've got is is incredible. From uh, who were the standouts that I love? Mario was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was great, and um, even a former Jesus. yeah yeah Jesus, uh, baby Jesus was awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, and even a, a former WWE wrestler, El, El Torito. That's awesome! Like it, it's that's crazy. I love it. It's just it's an experience. Uh, yeah. So I think with and, and what's going to be good about having Pigeon Forge is for me to be able to be in one spot for a you know lengthy period of time to where I'm going to start what's called the Micro Wrestling Academy. And if you're uh, you know a little person, you're under five feet tall, and you're Dreamed of being becoming a pro wrestler, you can come to the Micro Wrestling Academy where you can learn from. And you're not going to learn from a tall guy. You're going to learn from veterans of little people wrestling. El Torito, our trainer is El Torito Baby Jesus, and the brother of Baby Jesus, who's just a little show, the Redneck Brawler. Oh yeah! Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so those are the three kids that are going to be doing the training, and I got a couple little ones already lined up. I wanted to get the building set. I I, I put together a, a short thirty second video clip that we've been putting out there, and I, I got a few um, I got I got a few um, messages 
But, you know, I just, I got to get the building set first. Where I'm 90% done. I'm just, right now, I pretty much got everything done except for my, uh, waiting on for my internet cable to be turned on. And then we're, uh, the other thing is my sign is being made right now. And then I got the, like, all the window dressing and tint and stuff like that. I just got all the lights and the sound and all that's pretty much some of it's in right now, but it's all on order. It should be here either tomorrow or the, the following day. And so I'm pretty excited about this whole thing. And then the kids are all getting here on uh, June 12th and 13th. They all fly in. Um, on June 15th, the uh, Department of Tourism of Pigeon Forge, you know, every city that's a tourist town has a Department of Tourism. You know, that's where they get their dollars from. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they contacted me, and they're like, oh, man, this Michael Wrestling game sounds amazing. We love it. We want to help you with a ribbon-cutting ceremony. So oh, awesome. what we're doing is and we just started advertising it to the people today on June 15th. We're gonna, from 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we're going to do an open house where you, people can come in, meet the wrestlers, get pictures with them, take a tour of the Microtourium. Um, I'm going to have some snacks provided. Uh, I'm going to try to do a couple live remotes with a few of the radio stations around just to give it that kind of authentic feel of an open house, you know. Oh, yeah. and then we're going to do a ribbon-cutting ceremony, and I'm um, going to give a free show to um, all the local media, business owners, and all the hospitality people around here in the city officials. You know, so that's a good way for me to, you know, people coming to town, you know, who do they talk to? They talk to the locals, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I'm going to give them a free show, let them see the micro-wrestling experience. And there's there's nothing like that experience, for sure. Cause, uh, so, um, so the open house is the 15th, but you guys start regular shows on the 19th, right? Yeah, and we're just playing it by ear. I didn't know this town at all, you know what I mean? So it's kind of just like a crap, rolling the dice kind of thing. So we're... We got shows scheduled Wednesday through Sunday from eight to ten, and but I see, you know, I'm hoping we could sell a couple of those out. Maybe do a, a Saturday afternoon, a Friday afternoon matinee show earlier in the day. Some of these shows around here are doing three shows a day. Oh wow! So yeah, I'm hoping to capitalize off of that. But you know, I, I got in, I got I, I got into this thing doing this with this town pretty quick, so I missed a lot of the print and all the coupon magazines and stuff like that. So. um you know, I got in a bunch of brochure racks and a few online advertisements, along with Facebook and Instagram. And really, I think a major part of this for us to get this off of the ground is the actual, you know, the micro wrestlers, the cast members yeah. around town. You know, they're walking billboards right there. You know, when everybody sees them, they just want to talk to them. They want to be friends with them. And, you know, so that's a big key for us to get this. Because I think once we get this thing up and running and I get through this first this first year, you know, I mean, once everyone knows about it, you know, or, you know, I, I think we're, it's going to really take off. Oh yeah, word of mouth alone on that is going to is going to you know spread faster than any other advertising you can do because that's one of those like that was the first thing I did is we went and I mean I told ten people and I was like you got to find these guys you got to next time they're coming close you got to go and that's it is is you know word of mouth is going to is is going to do is going to be your best friend with it. So yep. we literally pitched it on the show like the week after we went. Yeah, we did. Like we had we an episode. How much, how, much, how much we enjoyed it. Yeah. And great live event it was because like I I went to WrestleMania last year, and so you know I, I was in Evansville six weeks post getting back from New Orleans. It's as soon as we left, oh. I couldn't help but think like this was so much fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. 
<laughs> like it was just a blast. Like the crowd's into it, everyone's into it, like everyone's having a good time. It was a ton of fun, and uh, I had an absolute blast with it. Oh, I mean, I took more photos and 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 posted videos and everything of just the the amazing time. I lost my voice chanting uh, uh, "Baby Jesus." Like I lost my voice uh, chanting for Mario. Oh my gosh, it was it was awesome. That was just a bad time for us to try to pull a show off there. The lady, uh, Sheila, who runs the place, even told me, you know, like, you know, it's a voting community around there. Do it, and, you know, like, we did it last year and even more the weekend, you know. And so yeah. there's a whole the crowd for us, but throughout the whole year, she's contacted me on several occasions. And it's like, look, I know I can fill this place, you know, and it's not either. Yeah, and, and that's the hard thing. You know, summertime can sometimes be hard with everybody uh, trying to be outside and trying to do. Uh, you know, they're getting out of their routines uh, from being inside and, and all of that. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you guys will have a really good run coming up in the next few weeks because yeah, well, that's going to be yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, the June nineteenth grand opening, and we got some road shows in July keeping about nine or ten july and august and then september i think i got three full weeks october three full weeks oh wow so it'll be back to uh back to the road for some of the kids <laughs> el torito um they're the ones that's been with me for a while yeah they'll uh they'll be at uh pigeon forge flying ryan remember him oh yeah <laughs> yeah flying yes flying ryan man yeah, fly my, my so my flying Ryan Mario, uh, little show, baby Jesus. Uh, see who else is going to be. I'm going to have. I got six wrestlers. Remember Little Miss, the referee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right I got. There. I got to talk to you about Little Miss here in a minute too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. She is single. Oh. Well, <laughs> you're not Chris. Well, no. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is um, you know, I'm I'm a licensed professional wrestler in the state of Kentucky. Uh, the the oh, state of Kentucky is three pitches the yeah, gender title. Yeah, yeah. They, no, no, don't spoil it yet. Here we go. So, Sorry. I'm a licensed professional wrestler in the state of Kentucky. I've wrestled for a couple different promotions here in the state. My claim to fame is we are on day 694 of my title reign as the Kentucky State Intergender Champion. Uh, undefeated. Hey, hey, hey! I'm undefeated. I've got the title belt and everything there. I'd like, you know, I'm it's a real title belt, real thing. Um, you know, recognized by uh, the board of directors of several promotions here in the state. So I'm I'm willing to throw down the gauntlet. If Little Miss will, will, will wants a title belt, I'll put my title on the line anytime against her, and you can tell her that that yeah. challenge is open. I feel like it's also. Now and then I, we've got an intergender match that we do. It's, you guys didn't see him. His name is Bam Bam. He's about four six and about five or two hundred ten pounds. So he's a husky little fellow. And uh, every now and then we'll put him and Little Miss against one another, and it's it's fun to watch. See if it, if it makes her feel any more confident. I'm about five ten and hundred and twenty pounds. So soaking uh, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's with a brick in each pocket. So. Um, <laughs> You know, I just I I, I I I saw her and I said, you know what? I know she's the referee, uh, but if she ever feels like she wants to uh, go for a title belt, 
Uh, I know it's recognized in Kentucky. I will bring it to Tennessee. I will bring it to Pigeon Forge, and uh, I will put that on the line. All right, I'll let him off. <laughs> and this, this is the part where you lose my phone number and never talk to me ever again. But um, no, so so about nine years. <laughs> how can uh, how can people keep up with the the Micro Wrestling Federation? How can they figure out where you guys are going to be uh, and, and keep up with you on social media? What are those accounts? Uh, well, our, our website is microwrestling.com, and at the bottom of our, of our homepage is all of our social media, Facebook. Uh, I'm not real big on Twitter, you know, but, um, I mean, I post on them every day, but I mean, only through Instagram. Like, you know, you can post on Instagram and oh, click yeah. on Facebook and Twitter at the same time, but, uh, you know, I, I like, we, we like Instagram and Facebook a lot, but, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, not really on YouTube a whole lot. It probably need to be, but. Um, I'm one guy, man. I book 200 shows a year. I got this building in Pigeon Forge. Um, you know, I, I, I produce all the shows. I run all the shows. I do all the advertising, all the promotion. I, I mean, every, everything. I, I don't have anybody that helps me on this. So being now that I'm going to be in Pigeon Forge, I got to just opened up an office in the back with three phones and three computers. So I'll have a whole sales team helping me out. Wow. So I got to, yeah, I got to working on a deal right now with a reality show with a show with access you ever heard of access tv oh yeah yeah i'm working on something with access tv right now that i hope goes down and um you know it's one one thing i'm missing right now is spot i need sponsors and i need uh, i need a television show so if we can land that then sky's the limit for the micro wrestlers you know that's awesome well uh we definitely we wish you all the best with it. We're going to be coming out to Pigeon Forge. We're going to be watching some shows. Uh, definitely going to hit up that Evansville show. Uh, it's it is an experience. Uh, you got to see it live to believe it. Uh, it's it's awesome. You hit it on the head. It's you might not know what to expect going in, but they're going to surprise you with uh, the athleticism and the storytelling is is awesome and the way that wwe is going right now uh it is you know i would watch that week to week uh over wwe uh yeah well, that, well that's my plan with this too is we're going to start you know we don't really we just run to say a story through the show but now that we have this building we're about to do something over here for the locals and vision forge anyone that lives you know locally we're going to do uh, Monday night micro, <laughs> and then yes, we're gonna do yeah. a cheap ti- yeah we're gonna do it yeah yes. we're gonna do a cheap ticket ten bucks two cans of food you know that way that you know get that if I want to get the local support out of them here because if you if you come to Pigeon Forge on vacation our tickets are forty dollars ringside thirty five dollars row two or three or uh, thirty dollars general admission and our theaters are our, our the microtorium is uh, three hundred seat so um, it's not that big. But um, so if we do it, I'm going to do a ten dollar ticket plus two cans of food, so I can help out some of the the food uh, shelters around here, and then that way we can run our storylines from week to week. Or I don't know if I'm going to run it weekly or if I'm going to just do it uh, once a month. I got to figure out what kind of support I'm going to get from the local people around here first. So yeah, but, uh, that's definitely in our uh, in our future is because. Uh, me and, me and a couple of the guys, we've been sitting down working on storylines, and we've got some great ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm super excited yeah, to so. see what you guys cook up. Uh, Jack, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on and talking with us. Uh, we appreciate oh, it for man, sure. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot for even thinking about us and talking highly of us, man. We really appreciate that.
Man, we love it. And anything we can do, uh, you got big shows coming. You want to, you want to come back on open invitation, open door. Uh, let me know. We'll get you on. We'll get you whatever we can do to help. Okay. All right, man. Well, hey, take care, man. Hope to see you in Pigeon Forge. Oh, you'll def trust me. You will definitely see us. Uh, we're going to be there. We're going to be loving every second of it. All right, guys. Take care, man. Thank you. See you later. Thanks. Man, I'm telling you right now. I would watch Monday Night Micro over WWE Raw every week. I've never seen them wrestle, and I'm about to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> so I just thought y'all need to know. Man, I would watch that every damn week. No, no regrets, no reservations. I would watch that damn thing every single week. And if you think for a second that I'm not going to post this episode and tag and call out Little Miss... <laughs> you bet your ass. You bet you won't. Oh, like that storyline now. Yeah, I'm telling you bet right you now. Won't. I got I got 14 weeks of TV that I've written out that we can have that going. We'll do this. All right, Carl, Ron, we gotta get our licenses in. So yeah, why right have here. you guys not already? I know a place. I know a place that can get you that sports physical for 25 bucks. <laughs> Just hear me. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, man. Trust me. You come with me. 25 bucks. Oh, I'm saying I'm not going to get cleared. I'm telling you right now. Five bucks, gotcha. Twenty-five bucks. You come with me, we'll get you cleared. And and here's the best part about it: in Tennessee, you don't need you don't need a license. Even better. Tennessee, they just let anybody wrestle. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> they just let you fucking do whatever you want to. It's great. Kentucky has a stick up their ass about it, but. Man, I'm just now. I'm just. That was fun. Oh gosh, that was the best. Looking forward to it. I'm sad I didn't get to be there for the uh, show you guys went to. Well, uh, clear your calendar for November second. I in, think I can swing that in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, no, we'll, what we're we're going to need to do is we're going to um, we'll set up a time and I'll get with him and we'll work out a uh, a time where we can all go to Pigeon Forge. Yes, and we'll do like a uh, we'll do a bunch of videos and stuff from there. Like we'll do like a real thing from there, and it'll be amazing. We'll go for a weekend. It'll be fun. Yeah, like we'll do like oh. a yeah we'll do a weekend uh, and like we'll set it up. Like I'll set it up. It's gonna be awesome. I got. I, I, we can guest commentate one night. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like we'll we'll do this. We'll see. Uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll 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 we'll see what we can do. All right. So now let's let's. Uh, so go check out on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. Micro Wrestling Federation. Yeah, Micro Wrestling Federation, uh, microwrestling.com. Uh, give them some love. Buy yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah, give them, uh, give them your support. Uh, we're going to tag them in this post. I'll tag the Facebook page and then um, link to the Instagram and all that stuff. Because um, we don't do an Instagram, although I kind of think we should. Um, but I don't know if we have enough pictures that we can. I think we've got enough in the archive. We, we can dig deep. We might be. I might. I might start us an Instagram. Uh, Pictures of the four of us. Yeah, we can make that yeah, happen. It'll be. It'll just be like we're. Gonna... Go ahead. I was going to say we could also do like. Blah 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 is watching tonight. Yeah. Blah blah, blah is playing yeah. tonight. And then uh, it'll do more. Like et cetera, et cetera. Like we're literally just going to follow the little. She has her own account. Little Miss has her own account. On Instagram, we'll just follow that one. You would know. <laughs> no, I, I would know. You'd act like I'm not following that account. You damn right I am. Well, thank you for joining us for 
planning the show on the show. Yeah, I know, right? This is what we go behind the scenes, like booking behind on the, the fly. scenes, uh, in front of the scenes. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to jump to yes, please. Our first actual topic tonight, uh, which again, thank you, Jeff, uh, for Jack. coming on and talking. Jack. Jack. That's what I said. Thank I'll, edit, you, Jack. I'll, I'll edit that out. Um, Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we've been having connection issues. We've been having connection issues tonight. The audio is not the best. Uh, but no, seriously, seriously, Jack, thank you uh, for coming on and talking to us and uh, um, letting us be a part of the uh, the micro world. Really yeah, thanks. Uh, was it Fr- Frank? What's his name? Frank? Frank Darabont? Yeah. So yeah that, it's yeah. a pseudonym. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Frank. I really thought he said Jeff. No, his what name is Jack. Yeah. Okay. No. I just I love well, the fact wrong. you type that number you type his phone number in and literally the uh, my phone does a thing where like when a, when you either call a number or a number calls you and it's not in your address book it will Google search for the name it will do what it calls smart search and that one literally pops up with Micro Wrestling Federation at the Microtorium. Nice is the name that it looks like I called that's amazing and that's in my address book forever now. But anyway, first topic. Uh, my I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing anymore. Uh, no, I'm going to do mine. All right. I'll segue into yours. Um, so, uh, hard shift. Um, movies. Some of them are good. Some of them are not. Some of them are so great, you're like, wow, I wish there was more of that. And then you get a sequel. Sometimes the movie comes out, does okay, kind of, maybe not so much. It gets a big audience later, and maybe somewhere down the road, some other company picks up the rights to the name and decides to crap out a sequel. Or uh, they have a movie that they think is good, but doesn't really have Brock's office appeal, so they slap a successful title on it with a two behind it. Yeah. You know, you get stuff like Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 that has fuck all to do with Prom yeah. Night 1. Yeah, thanks, Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, <laughs> Troll 2 that has fuck all to do with Troll. Jesus. Um, just <laughs> trolls in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, but every once in a while, um, you get a gem in the mountain of crap that is direct-to-video sequels, or I guess direct-to-streaming is what we should call them now. Yeah. Um, but there's that whole marketplace of we're kind of cashing in on a previously successful movie by cranking out a sequel. Um Sometimes they're made in earnest and they're, they're meant to be released theatrically and then shit happens and they don't, um, um, not a sequel, but famously, uh, uh, trick or treat. One of the greatest horror anthology movies ever. I think everyone will agree, uh, for a myriad of reasons, never got its theatrical release. It, it came out on direct to video. Uh, even though that was definitely intended to be a theatrical release. Yeah. Um, uh, so, again, just because it was released direct to home market doesn't necessarily mean it's garbage. So, we're going to highlight those. Today, we're bringing back a segment we call Best of the Rest Woo! Direct to Video Sequels. Yeah. Uh, this is the cream of the crop of the things that stock shelves at video stores when video stores were still a thing. Yeah. Go first because I don't want Slanigan to steal one of mine. Oh, I think I, I already think I know what to well, uh, my topics. Well, I'm going first. <laughs> Screw all of you. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's okay. I don't think anyone else is going to have this one on their list. Ernest uh, in the Army. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, this is a sequel to a movie that shouldn't exist. Uh, and, and I mean that in the best way possible. Because it's a movie that, like, 
on paper should not work at all in any way, shape, or form. Yet it does. It's a darling. Uh, it's one of those. It, it, it's reached a cult status. Uh, famously, its own star had a um, nervous breakdown uh, when he realized what movie he was shooting, and he felt it was a career low, and for years wouldn't talk about it. Uh, and then a couple years ago, shot a pilot for a TV show for it that didn't get picked up. Uh, oh, of course, talking yes. about the darling uh, Tremors. Oh, that was on my list. Years, years after, finally got a sequel, Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Uh, that was put out on direct-to-video. Uh, it brings back Burt Ward. And uh, it does not have Earl Valentine. Um, Kevin Bacon. Uh, did not come back for the sequel. And honestly, the movie is all the better for it uh, because this one shines because it gives the characters who were supporting characters in your first movie a starring role. Uh, it, it gives you more of the action you want. Uh, it's a fun sort of sci-fi monster movie. It evolves the monsters a little bit. Uh, it's giving us the tr- of the Tremors franchise because there's six of these movies now yeah. and, and in TV series supporting um, character from the first movie and, and transforms him into the immediate darling the true star of the franchise he was always meant to be I'm of course talking about everyone's favorite government conspiracy survivalist uh, pro-gun nut Burt Gummer yep who delivers one of my favorite lines in this movie, I am completely out of ammo. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> uh, Tremors 2 Aftershocks, if you like the first one, it is fantastic. It's far and away the best of the sequels because they go downhill kind of fast. Uh, but I would argue the first four are worth a watch if you're a Tremors fan. Yes, the first four. <laughs> no, sorry, the first three. Sorry, one, two, three, and four. Sorry, do not watch five or six. Um, especially six. Uh, but... My first, best of the rest, Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Sorry, Captain Chris. Damn it. I have a feeling that everybody's going to cross off all of them on my list. Because, Koran, I have a feeling you've got one on my list. Go ahead. Uh, this was simply a movie I described as better than it had any right to be. From a franchise I feel had lost its way and gone more of a comedic route, especially in the last two films. Again, kind of lost its way in the one that they did after this, because I don't think it, uh, it, it nailed it as well as it is. And to be honest, the reboot or uh, relaunch or whatever the fuck they're calling it that's coming. But good God, Curse of Chucky was just so fucking good. Yeah, and... Uh... If you go to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it has the highest ranking of any movie in the franchise, including the original. Really? Yeah. Um, we rented it on PlayStation. I, I believe this was may have even still been PlayStation 3. When it hit, like, because, you know, you could rent stuff on PlayStation Store. And it was one of those things, like, I think you could rent it for, like, rented it and I just remember turning to my friend Tyler right for that and he and I were talking and I was just like that right to be that good yeah it it was 
surprisingly, shockingly good. Of Chucky, I didn't think was that great. Uh, it, you know, there's just way too as strange as this is going to sound. Flanagan, have you seen Cult of Chucky? Yeah. Way too many Chuckies. Yeah, at the, it it was a step back after such a great step forward with Curse of Chucky. Um, it just couldn't continue that momentum, unfortunately. So is I fucking love the f- a, a, a plus the physical media that we always talk about. Are the stingers after the credits that yes. are available on the Blu-rays after Curse and Cult? Because, um, you know, only the characters, but the original actors that played them from Child's Play 1 and 2 to reprise their roles. Um, I, it's, I'm not sure if we're ever going to get to see that because I don't know what this TV series that's coming out in October? Yeah, I don't know. The Child's Play franchise is so jacked. Like, I thought the Friday the 13th franchise was all kinds of messed up. But the Child's Play franchise is even more messed up right now. It's just... I... Or horror movies. I, I really do. I want to support mainstream and indie. I just, and I want to support Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. Child's Play looks fucking terrible. Yeah, it looks some kind of special. Just the fact that they're they're taking the premise of this haunted doll and another robot goes bad movie. Yeah, is me off to no end. I mean, I appreciate what they're doing with the modernizing everything and like you know it's intertwined in the app and stuff like that. Like, I appreciate the fact that they're at least not. Just beat for beat redoing it, but also they kind of are. So, and it it feels lazy. Yeah, to have it to have it just be, you know, to just be this uh, robot goes bad. Like they're not redoing Child's Play shot for shot, but they're just redoing nineteen thousand robot movies. <laughs> yeah. Do we know for sure that they're not doing the possessed doll? And it's just that the doll can do these things, so now the soul inside the doll can do those things too? Trailer gives off a definitive impression that, because, like, the kid keeps saying malfunction, malfunction, malfunction. Oh, I mean, I I hope there's a fake-out, and they're still doing the possessed thing, because I would love to see serial killer Mark Hamill... (sighs) Um, That's the Mark Hamill that this timeline needs. Talking about sequels we're not excited for. Well, it it would be one thing if the existing timeline wasn't still ongoing. Like, it's just the weirdest thing where, like, they're doing more stuff with Child's Play, but they're also rebooting, remaking, reimagining, re-whatever the buzzword is right now. It's just so, so weird that, like, they you have two concurrent projects for the same property that are not connected, but are happening at the same... It's just, it's so weird. I don't get it. I just... Don't under much like Will Smith's view of parents. I just don't understand. 
<laughs> I just don't. So, what, what you got for that number one pick? I know what's left on my list now that everybody's picked everything. Um, this is actually the, the 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 first thing that I thought of when uh, this came up. It has not been stolen yet. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Wrong turn two. Oh, was on my list. Great, uh, great Henry Rollins, uh, fantastic in this. Uh, it's the only horror movie with a reality show twist that I can not only stand but that I enjoy. It's awesome. I love everything about it. It knows what it is. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It turns into this. It does everything that we love about cheesy horror, and it just cranks it up to eleven. It's awesome. Uh, it it almost makes up for some of the other really really crappy wrong turn movies, but. Almost. <laughs> Almost. I'm not going to go that far because some of them are really bad. But uh, anytime you need a palate cleanser for Wrong Turn, put in Wrong Turn 2. It'll make you feel good. A franchise where I legitimately tell people, like, okay, don't get me wrong. None of them are great. Yeah, yeah they're not. Like, from my stance, it's like one, two, four. The one in the abandoned mental hospital. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty that good. That one's good. Is watchable. Yeah. I still think, even after how fucking strange six is, I think three is the worst one. Yeah, three is pretty bad. Like three was done just to maintain like rights or something. I want to know where seven is. Where's my wrong turn seven? Is it all the same continuity? <laughs> sort of. Four, five, and six definitely are. So I was going to ask, how big is this mutated redneck family Um, that we're on movie number six? If you you go on the sixth one, it gets pretty fucking weird. Yeah, it gets real weird. Like, you ever see that Robert England movie, 2001 Maniacs? No. Okay. You first you you should watch that first of all. But second of all, if you do watch that, you're going to kind of get the uh, idea of what we're talking about with uh, Wrong Turn Six. Okay. Ugh. It's a family reunion you don't want to be a part of. <laughs> well, then I'm going to buck the trend and not do a horror movie. What? I know, right? Get out of this show. We had a good thing going, but I'm going to kill it. That uh, happens. Um, this was, I guess it's technically a sequel. Um, a direct-to-video hype project. Uh, for a movie that was one of those where, like, the original is, you know, has a place in history, will always be one of those movies you talk about of, of redefining a genre and changing. They rushed out some sequels and nobody was happy with them. And, and Queen, um, wow, how amazing was that movie? And boy, I can't thing. The Animatrix. Ah, uh, yeah. If you can count that as a sequel, uh, it was a direct-to-video uh, anthology of, I believe it's nine animated shorts that all take place within the world of The Matrix. Um, some more directly so than others. Uh, but it was more of like a, a variations on a theme kind of idea. Uh, they all have to do with, you know, The Matrix itself. Uh, there's a couple of the history of 
feel that they were 1940s, uh, almost black and white. I think it is full black and white, actually. Um, uh, story set in the world of the, uh, it was amazing. Um, you fly to the Osiris, which is like a, um, complete CGI photo real, uh, short sequel slash prequel. Uh, it, it's after the first Matrix, but before Matrix Reloaded started, but it directly ties into, like, they, they reference, uh, people and events from it in Matrix Reloaded, um, which, which, even for being as old as it is, uh, the same animation studio who did um, the Final Fantasy movie um, did this animated short, and is even today pretty impressive how photorealistic they uh, they got it to be. But then there's also just some crazy weird animation. Like, uh, the guys who did Eon Flux um, have a segment in there, and it's all Eon Flux style animation. Um, there's one called like World Record, uh, where it's literally uh, a guy is going to set a world record um, in uh, like the 500 meter dash or something, you know, some running sport, uh, and he literally is running so fast he breaks the matrix because um, it's not meant to, to deal with that kind of you know real speed and stuff. Uh, it's just a whole bunch of different like you know sort of uh, uh, what if tales. Again, some of them directly tie into the sequel, some of them don't, uh, but they all expand and explore the world that the first Matrix movie created uh, and gets you really hyped up for all the possibilities that we could have explored in the sequels but didn't. Uh, <laughs> so if you like the Matrix, um, weren't crazy about the sequels, want to see more of the world, uh, and haven't for some reason already seen it, I highly recommend picking up the Animatrix. I'm pretty sure it's out on Wood right now. Um, there's nine shorts. There's bound to be at least one you enjoy. Well, I'm actually going to piggyback off that real quick. And that noir one you were talking about? Yes. Uh, that was the Cowboy Bebop studio. There you go. So, yeah, uh, not just called Animatrix because it sounds cool. It's got some legit cred uh, in the world of anime. And isn't that what it's all about? Mm-hmm. If you can get legit, if you can get legit cred in the world of anime, <laughs> damn it all, you've made it in this world, son. Hell yeah! My, my next one, we'll see if Captain Chris allows me to continue on the show. After <laughs> this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It was directed by a duo. Again, and I'll actually go out on a limb and say I think the sequel's better than the original. Oh, wow. And not just because it stars one of my favorite horror actors is <laughs> with uh, Catherine Isabel's in it and uh, Ginger Snaps, Freddy vs. Jason. Um, but uh, I'm talking about, and it's very kind of, it's very reminiscent of Halloween 2 and the fact that it's entirely in a hospital. But anyway, I'm Encino Evil 2. Oh, yeah, I have it. I own it on uh, the Blu-rays. Who do I? Encino um, Evil 2. Good one. It is better than the original. I agree. It's a dirt cheap. I want to say somewhere in the 8 to $10 range of Best yeah, Buy because I wasn't expecting much. Um, but, I mean, it, it's fun and spoiler alert to a direct-to-video movie uh, six years ago, five years ago? Yeah, it's been a minute does what I absolutely love in horror movies. It kills everyone. Yup. Even the guy in the wheelchair. Um, you know, just 
It, it brings back Kane to repress his role as Jacob Goodnight. I'm so surprised I remembered that name without looking it up. You did. Nice job. And, I mean, it, it's got some... The, the, the budget was short. The Sasuke sisters directed. The budget was small, so you do get kind of a... You get a few, like, pan-away kills, so you don't really see a lot of the actual, like, gore. Yeah. But it's still... I mean, on again, it's a sequel to a... Like, it was a sequel that came out nine, ten years after the original. <sighs> yeah, it was a minute. It was just not good. Well, like, <laughs> Yeah, the first one, the only thing about the first one that I liked, the only the only positive that I give it is uh, all of the kills are reflective of the person's personality that's being killed. And I really enjoyed That was something that a lot of horror movies just kind of gloss over. They go for, like, spectacular, gory, whatever kill. But See No Evil actually, like, tried to put some thought behind the kills, which was kind of fun. But it was just a really bad execution. It was not great. Like, a twist you could see coming a mile away. Just meh. I thought it was fun. But the sequel was awesome. Like, it was really good. I haven't seen any other work like that. You could really, honestly, they do a good cover of See No Evil, or if you haven't seen it, all good. The original that doesn't really, and you don't really even need to. Well, two is my second pick. That's yeah, it's a good pick. It's a solid pick. I remember watching both of those on the same day. It was right when I got Shudder. Um, but yeah, even then, I was like, yeah, wow, the sequel was a lot better than the first one. Yeah. It defied the laws of diminished uh, <laughs> returns. Yep. Flanagan? Uh, so I went uh, really outside the box on this one. Okay. And I need a judge's ruling. Okay. Because uh, it was, it, it, it did uh, come out on DVD, but mm-hmm. before it came out on DVD, it was a, um, it was it was made and it premiered on the Sci-Fi Channel. Now it's that not, counts. it's not a Sci-Fi, like original movie, like it's not a, you know, shark something movie. Um, but it came out on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was produced independently and acquired by the Sci-Fi uh, only for distribution, um, but then it came out on DVD. Uh, gave, it gave us one of the greatest uh, movie music videos of all time in a franchise that I hold near and dear to my heart, Beyond Reanimator. Oh, uh, Dr. Herbert West is in jail, and, um... Don't spoil it, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, he's, uh, um, he's, he's in jail, and stuff happens, and, uh, he needs to use his reanimator serum again, uh, including one of the greatest... Everybody at home, right now, needs to go to YouTube... And look up uh, Dr. Reanimator, Move Your Dead Bones, 
and just watch this music video, which is quite possibly the greatest thing you will ever see in your life. And then you need to comment, like, you know, thank you. And I will say you're welcome for introducing you to Move Your Dead Bones. It is a song that is on my uh, my playlist that I play, like, that's like my driving playlist. I play it all the time. I uh, love it. It's fantastic. Uh, the movie itself is is good. It, it's I like it better than Bride of Reanimator. Um, because they're just, it's just so over the top, goofy, having fun. And it's, it's so much fun. Beyond Reanimator, go watch it. For new like Friday part six levels of. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, okay. it's close to that. Like it's on that okay. same level. Like you're gonna, you're just going to be like, they get what they're doing. It's funny. It's so absurd and over the top. You can't, you can't hate it. Sweet. And it's got Move Your Dead Bones in it, so. <laughs> it's amazing. <sighs> um, I'm going to jump right back in that box. Yeah. That comfort zone. Um, and these are words I never thought I would hear myself say. Uh, so I'm actually going to take two movies and kind of lump them together. Yeah. Um, because this is, it's one of those. The original is, again, one of those, like, beloved, um, like, classic 80s movies uh, that we still reference back to today. And it feels like every five to eight years you hear rumors of a uh, sequel, reboot, something happening with the franchise. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, we, we did finally get one. Um, it's a sequel, but very much a gender swap reboot of the original. Um, I'm talking about Lost Boys, The Tribe, oh. which it's, uh, again, the plot is pretty much the same as the original Lost Boys, only swap out the older brother for an older sister. Um, moved to a new town, meet a bunch of, you know, kids on the wrong side of the track. They turn out to be vampires. There's a romance between the older sister and the, you know, one of the vampires. The younger brother is, is skeptical of the whole thing and, and, you know, ends up partnering up with a vampire hunter to take them down. That vampire hunter, Corey freaking Feldman reprising his role as whichever brother he plays. <laughs> um, so it, it is a sequel in that it takes place in the same continuity as, as the original Lost Boys. Um, they track him down and he's, he's sort of retired from the, the vampire hunting business. He runs a surfboard shop. Um, but they convince him to come back into it. Uh, and he goes full on Feldman, uh, like eighties Feldman in it. It's awesome. Uh, it did well enough. They greenlit a sequel, uh, called lost boys, the thirst, which is a sort of direct follow-up, uh, to the original. And it brings back your spoiler has been turned into a vampire. What? Um, yeah, I know, right? What? Um, I know. Uh, so those two together, um, because they're very much sort of tied together. Uh, uh, the tribe feels kind of like a, a pilot episode, and the thirst is like, okay, here's where we really wanted to go with it. Um, but if, if you've ever watched Lost Boys and been like, man, this was great, I wish we could have seen more of this, um, the tribe and the thirst uh, together will give you that, that well, they'll scratch that itch. Um, they're surprisingly well made, and if nothing else, it's Corey Feldman being classic '80s Corey Feldman again. Like, yeah, it's 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 good to see Corey Feldman having fun. Yes, and like just like you know, 
enjoying and just like chewing up the scenery and just like just reprising a role that you know that he had a whole lot of fun with and just kind of soaking it all in. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's really fun because you know in in the original Lost Boys, the Frog Brothers. What makes them funny is they they talk a good game, uh, but they're still kids who don't know shit. Like you know, everything they know, they 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 present themselves as like these master vampire hunters, but all they know is what they read in comic books or saw in movies. They have the no practical skills in hunting vampires. So by the time you get to the tribe, Feldman's um, character's kind of grown into what he was pretending to be in the first one, and that he's been there and done that and seen some things, and he is kind of like the new Van Helsing to this new generation um, that's going through the same problems as the last one. Uh, so it's fun to see the character to what he was pretending to be, which is not to say there's not a ton of false bravado with the character. Um, you know, almost Jack Burton levels of, of false bravado, <laughs> but not quite. Um, and again, it, it felt like, I, I feel like they were surprised with how well the tribe did. Uh, and they went ahead and put the thirst into production very quickly after. I think they're maybe a year apart. Um, but just a fun, you know, jump back into that world. Well, yeah. And the, uh, if you get the special edition Blu-ray, you see the deleted scene where, uh, Ben Mosley doesn't know who he is and sends him on his way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think the third does actually have a very brief cameo from um, Corey Haim. Ah. Um, one of those two does. I can't remember which one now because uh, they kind of blur together in my memory. But uh, there is briefly a, a at least one scene where you do get the the three of them back together again. And that's called doing a show for two kids. Uh, I love that story so much. Oh, it was good. Good time. That was Corey Feldman? Yeah, yeah, Ben, that was Corey Feldman. No, I thought it was just some weird guy. Well, yeah, well, yeah but it's also Corey yeah, Feldman. Yeah, Corey Feldman is it? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Good times, great oldies. Good stuff. Anybody else? My list is tapped out now. I, gonna call I, have, a few, I have a few uh, mentions. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Troopers 3. Um, that was on my list, too, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the only other one that <laughs> came to mind when you talked about sequels that were direct-to-video, because I'm me and because I always like to do something a little out of the box, I wanted to say Ghostbusters, the video game. Ha! <laughs> You're funny. It's... It would it would be funny if it didn't hurt so much. <sighs> and um, hashtag remaster, hopefully coming soon. The <laughs> only other thing that really came to mind was it was the sequel to the TV series that got a movie <laughs> because people have been okay. like, wanting it for a long time, and it's the Cowboy Bebop movie. Ah came out five years after the show ended. Um, and it's not one of those things that doesn't... The show ends. Um, but it... Uh, what am I trying to say here? It takes place in like the middle of the series. There's beginning and the end to like kind of fill you in. I think it takes up... I think it takes place... Um, or some somewhere in that city. I know it's in like the mid-teens, but it really uh, the kind of credit with getting me into anime. So 
No, good choice. Yeah, let's just jump back real quick. Starship Troopers 3, if you've ever watched Starship Troopers and been like, I want to see more of that, <laughs> skip the second one entirely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forget that exists. Uh, lower your expectations and pop in Starship Troopers 3 Marauder, uh, where you finally get to catch up with Johnny Rico. Woo! If you ever wondered what Casper Van Dien's penis looks like, you Ooh, um, I mean, I'm not going to say that I've wondered, but... Thought about longingly at night in bed. Sure, yeah, but that, wondered. I... Yeah, wondered, no, but, you know, drawn <laughs> pictures of in my notebooks with little hearts, probably. <laughs> I was going to start making real disgusting comments, but I'm not going to. I'm going to hold off. Why stop now? I know, right? Why is it in the notebook? It's so much vainier than... <laughs> Ugh. I hate myself for that. Ugh. Uh-uh. I don't know. No, everybody had good lists. Like, everybody had a, a lot of real thorough good stuff that covered a wide range of genres. A wide subgenre of horror, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just uh, <laughs> horror, the Matrix, and a cartoon. So, if there ever was a description of our show, that's what it is. Horror movies, <laughs> the Matrix, and cartoons. <sighs> that's who we are. I accept us. That's all I got. I don't know. All right, then. Yeah. I think it's time for that uh, everyone's favorite transition. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. We're just going to go right into it because it makes me laugh. So, let's see. We had another submission. Let's go to the podcast files folder. And I'll ask, does anybody have any predictions about this week's Martha Gildner? Quotes the classics because, uh, you know, uh, we've been having uh, one of our listeners, Martha Gildner, has been sending us uh, movie quotes that she reads and sometimes punches up, and it's real funny. Uh, does anybody have any predictions as to what this week's quote might be? We've had Rocky Four, Ghostbusters, and Jaws so far. I'm going to say... I think it is the famous to be or not to be uh, from Hamlet. Okay. All right, going classical literature. All right. I'm predicting, even though I've already heard it, that it's the promo that I'm going to cut on Little Miss for the intergender championship match. (laughs) That's what I'm going to guess. But, all right, here we go. Wait. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your prediction? I'm going to go with the, uh, the King Koopa speech from Ooh. Super Mario Brothers. Ooh. The- so that's the most obscure thing I could think of. Which, uh, by the way, um, uh, from the movie, right, played by Dennis Hopper? Yeah, absolutely. Who, uh, who died on this day in 2010? 2009? Being timely. I think it was 09. So, yeah, you, you literally picked a Dennis Hopper role on the day of his death. On the date of his death, not the day. That would be weird. But uh, Well, let's see. 
Let's see what it is. Let's see if, if uh, any of us are correct. Uh, let's fire up the Martha. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Martha Gildner Quotes the Classics with your host, Martha Gildner. I can assure you I mean you no harm. Who are you? Who? Who is but the form following the function of what? And what I am is a man in a mask. Well, a woman in a mask, anyway. Oh, I can see that. Well, of course you can. I wasn't questioning your powers of observation, dear child. I was simply remarking upon the paradox of asking a masked person who they are. <sighs> but on this most auspicious of nights, permit me then, in lieu of the more commonplace soubriquet, to suggest a character for this dramatis persona. Voila! In view, a humble vaudevillian veteran cast vicariously as both a victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is a vestige of the Vox Populi, now vacant, vanished. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and is vowed to vanquish these venal and virulent vermin, vanguarding vice and thou saving the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only verdict is vengeance. A vendetta held as a votive not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. <laughs> Verily, this vicious war Burbage bears most verbose, so let me simply add that it is my very good honor to meet you, and you may call me thee. This has been another episode of Martha Gilmore. You can't see, but I'm standing. Yeah, that that was another solid entry from Martha Gildner. Quickly, that's become... not not an easy monologue to get through. No, especially when you're British. <laughs> um, quickly becoming my number one fan of the show. Oh yeah, this is this has been a uh, so you know let this be a lesson to all the listeners out there. Be like Martha. Send us funny stuff, and we'll play it. That's the only message I had. Send us, send us funny stuff, stuff that we like. We'll play it. That's all. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's simple. It's effective. Oh man. So for our final topic. Yeah. So um, taking a steep one eighty. Right. Well, we're we're kind of we're kind of close to tying into what we talked about second because what we talked about first was uh, <laughs> micro wrestling, which gosh, I could talk about that all night, but we're not. Gonna... Well, they're, they're related, but uh, yeah. if the last topic was you like this, and here's some more of what you liked. Yeah, this is more of a uh, the less you know, the better. Right, because. Uh, this all started because I was trying to describe actually one of my picks to somebody and I got to a point and I said, okay, if I tell you any more, then it's going to ruin it for you. And I feel like I've already told you too much. You probably shouldn't know much of anything about it to start with. I'm going to read you an IMDb description of a movie 
And I want you to tell me what movie this is. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for. Discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Excellent pick, sir. Yeah, uh, the less you know about the cabin in the woods, the better. Uh, even the trailer kind of gives away just a little bit too much. It's that's one of those movies where you have to give something away or you can't show it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it starts out and from all like that was that's literally the IMDb description. And for a while, it just was um, five friends go for a break in a remote at a remote cabin, yeah. and that was it. And so, you know, you, you start watching it, and it's a very by-the-formula horror movie, slasher movie. Um, you know, there's a cabin in the woods, which is a familiar location. Spooky stuff starts to happen. Well, what I love, the opening of that movie literally is written in such a way that the, the writer and director wanted you to think you'd walked into the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it's called Cabin in the Woods, and it's about a group of friends who go to a cabin in the woods, and the opening ten minutes is two guys at an office getting coffee and then driving around a facility in a golf cart (laughs) until the words Cabin in the Woods pop up. Literally has nothing to do with anything you've seen from the trailers. No. It's redone, too. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, It's a great movie. I love it. And it is a textbook example of the less you know, the more you're going to enjoy it. And by now, if it's a movie that would be on your radar, you probably already know the big twist about it. But if you if you have no idea what it is, you have no idea what the hook is, don't read it. Just go watch it because it's fun. If you're a fan of horror and haven't seen it already, uh, you owe it to yourself. I think that's one of the things that hurt the movie when it came out is for fear of giving too much away, the trailers made it look fairly generic. Yeah. And I think a lot of people skipped it thinking, oh, I've already seen that a million times. Why would I go see another rehash of the same story? And then that's kind of the point. Um, but yeah, no, if you're a fan of horror movies and haven't seen it yet uh, and haven't had it spoiled yet, <laughs> Go see it right now. Yeah, first of all, you're a modern modern miracle. And second of all, <laughs> yeah. go see it now. So, yeah. It's, it's uh, fun. Yeah. Along those same lines, uh, since our, our topic is, if, if we do you know, like movies to watch blind, um, right up there with Cabin in the Woods, this is a movie I love sitting people down to watch uh, if they've never heard of it and not telling them what the plot is. And then just watching their face at about the uh, like hour and ten minute mark. Uh, that is the uh, um, Robert Rodriguez Quentin Tarantino Damn classic it. from Dust Till Dawn. Gosh, um, yes, well, yeah. Which might be the greatest movie to watch blind ever. You, you, you tell people, okay, it's it's these two brothers uh, who are criminals and they're on the run uh, and they get to this bar on a uh, like Texas border town. Uh, it's open from dusk till dawn, and they're just waiting out the night until they can cross the border and be home scot-free, and stuff happens. And then you just let the movie play. 
Can, can I paint a picture for everyone real quick? Please do. Uh, the year is 2011. <laughs> <laughs> before uh, Thanksgiving. Um, dear, dear friend of the show, Engineer Paul Frankie, play with us at our townhome that John and I were sharing at the time. And the roommates, we sat down and we decided to watch a movie. Our other roommate, uh, this guy named Nick at the time, starts to talk about the premise of From Dust Till Dawn. And Paul goes, I've never even heard of it. So we just look at Nick and we're just like, shut the fuck. Stop talking right now. Yeah. <laughs> now. So, you know, we're, we're doing some shots during the movie and that kind of stuff. And we take one like right before that moment happens. Make it obvious that I'm just watching Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so then it happens and we have to pause it because John and I are laughing too hard right after that moment and Paul just goes nothing else he just looks confused and just goes what? <laughs> imperfect it, it, was, yeah. it was amazing I used to have movie nights uh, back in college, and that was one I picked up. Was like, who here has seen Dust Till Dawn? And no hands. Like, who's heard of From Dust Till Dawn? No hands. Like, all right, we're watching this tonight. Gosh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it, it, it's one of those again. It, it's it's a mash of genres, but not so much mashed as it is. The first act and a half is very much a. Tarantino criminals on the run, lots of wordy dialogue, occasional, you know, uh, uh, moments of mayhem and violence, um, you know, criminal on the run movie. And then they get the bar. And then right about the time uh, uh, Selma Hayek is dancing with the snake, all hell breaks loose and the movie completely shifts genres on you. <laughs> uh, and if you know that shift is coming, you're kind of waiting for it to happen. If you've never seen the movie and don't know the shift is coming, you're just you're caught like poor Frankie and be like, "What?" Because uh, it doesn't tip its hand at all until that switchover happens. Um, like it doesn't allude to it. You don't see uh, you know things happening that build up to it. It just literally takes a hard left turn, um, and it's 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 amazing because it does both genres so well. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. And I'm trying to talk vaguely in case someone's listening who hasn't seen it. I don't want to ruin what happened. Gosh, um, yeah, it's it's so perfect. That that is by far and away my my top answer to that question. Movies to to go in completely blind because you're right. It, I figured it's it's two. It's really two separate movies smushed together. But it, it, you're right, it, it does both so well. It's just so good. And it gave the world the penis revolver. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Thanks, it's Love Machine. Chris's favorite, yep. It, that is my favorite movie weapon of all time. It is, it is my favorite favorite movie weapon in the history of movies. <laughs> it, God, I love it. It's it's so funny. Koran? Flanagan, I'm actually going to steal a line from you with this. Uh, oh. I'm going I'm, I'm to tell a quick story. 
Um, I, so, and you know, John, you saw this more firsthand than a lot of people when we were living together. Uh, probably like, I used to do this thing where we pick a few movies. Big idea about what the movie was about. I wanted to see this movie that was Produced by Edgar Wright. Go and we sit down and we walk side of main franchise movies. You really think the less you know about this. And it's there's no big twist. There's nothing like these other movies have. It was Honest to God, probably even with Star Wars and everything, it's thing about it. It was this awesome, fun. And, and I know that it's completely off, like nothing compared to what you guys have been talking about, but it is. Hello? Caron? Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Yeah, are you? Are you there? Are you there, God? It's me, Ron. <laughs> oh, no. I did it again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I think, I th- I think we've lost Koron. I think we did also. Um, okay. I think we lost him. Um, we'll get Paul Frank. He had a big story, so I'm sure yeah. it was a really great pick. <laughs> um, I didn't hear any of it, uh, but I'm sure it was an entertaining story. I'm sure it was. And you can say whatever you want because he'll never not go back and listen to it, unless he can unless <laughs> unless he can hear us. In which uh, case, I feel well, like a jerk. But yeah, um, <laughs> he said, "Oh, I'm here." Ah, oh, shit. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, so he's hearing us, but apparently we can't hear yeah. him. Is he, he? I think his mic might be going out. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to jump on ahead then, um, okay. and, and hopefully we'll get him back soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we talked about up to now movies that are great because there's a significant kind of plot twist or plot reveal. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know that going in, it's all the better. Uh, this next one doesn't necessarily have any giant plot reveals or twists or anything. It's just one of those movies where the least expectations you have going into it, uh, the better. Um, it's a movie I have a very love-hate relationship with. Um, if you've heard this show at all, you already know where I'm going. Um, Ridley Scott's, uh, sort of alien prequel Prometheus. Um, I've watched this movie more times than I can count with all kinds of different people. And the ones who tend to enjoy it most, uh, are the ones who have 
very little knowledge of the Alien franchise going into this movie and just appreciate it for what it is and the story it tells. Um, it was soured for me because I was expecting it to be an Alien prequel. Uh, I was expecting to watch this go home, pop an Alien, and watch them sync up. Well, excuse me, it's not that movie at all. Yeah, boy, were you um, disappointed. That, yeah, <laughs> that <being> said... Um, <laughs> So I'm not rehashing myself for the eight millionth time. Amazing production values, amazing cast, great creature effects. Um, it's it's great sci-fi horror movie in the vein of the original Alien. And as sort of an added perk, spiced throughout the movie are some sort of connections to the Alien universe. If you're a big Alien fan, um, and that's the way to go into this movie. Uh, so if you've seen Alien and enjoyed it uh, and want something in that same vein, uh, you know, a good sci-fi horror movie, um, and you've already watched, uh, um, uh, God, not Dead Space. Uh, oh, ruined her already. I forgot the name of the movie. Uh, you already watched Event Horizon there. Oh, there it is. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, pop in Prometheus. Um, great sci-fi horror. And again, the... The less you know about this movie and the franchise as a whole, the less you're looking for it to be that movie I thought it was that it's not, the more you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, that's. I have a uh, less love, more hate relationship with Prometheus. So <laughs> I can't, uh, uh, because I had uh, very high, incorrect expectations for it. So it was. Uh, yeah. I get to giggle when I say this word. It was tainted for me. Um, <laughs> and I was just not happy with it. It was just, yeah. They gooched it up. They uh, they, they did. <laughs> um, they gooched? <laughs> hey, there he is. Discord's back. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know what the hell is wrong. Fuck Discord. <laughs> <laughs> and the horse you rode in on. Yeah. Okay. So the, the first pick I had, I talked about how I went completely blind into uh, Attack the Block. I knew nothing. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I knew nothing but the fact that it was called Attack the Block. It had Edgar, or it was produced by Edgar Wright, and it had Nick Frost in it. It's a great fucking movie, and it's honestly probably, like, the you know about it, the more you're going to enjoy it. It, it has, I will tell you, if you, like, if you like the new Star Wars films, it has John Boyega as your, like, main guy. It's so fucking good. Solid. Yeah. Like I said, I'm sure it was a great pick. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I was, I was sitting here, I was sitting here screaming like a fucking mic. Sure, your neighbors yeah, appreciated I saw you that. Yeah, yeah. Sure, your neighbors loved that. You're looking out, bro. Um, Carl, I'm, I'm glad you're back because you're going to back me up on this pick. Oh, sweet. I'm going deep cut on this one that yes. we don't talk about much, but that I that I I I do really enjoy. Um. And I think you and I both independently watched it and tried to recommend it to each other um, because, you know, we get each other. Um, a bunch of friends go out on a sailboat. Sailboat, sailboat uh, runs into some problems. They get picked up by a tanker, by a big, by a big boat. In a little, little movie I like, uh, that, that I like to call that is called Triangle. And it I is. I thought you were going to say Donkey Punch for a second, so I'm glad you went the other. It's room. a movie called Donkey Punch. 
Uh, it's a maneuver that I've perfected, Donkey Punch. Um, huh. Now, Triangle, if you've never seen this movie, never heard of this movie, you owe it to yourself to just... Uh, it, it was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is. Uh, but Shudder now. Shudder. It's worth going and finding just to... D- don't read anything about it. Don't, you know, look up anything about it. Just go watch it. It's a movie where, like, legitimately... There's only been two movies in my life that I've ever finished watching and then immediately wanted to watch again. For different reasons. The first one was uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Just because I absolutely adore that movie and I got done with it and I just wanted to watch it again. The other one was Triangle just because it blew my mind so much that I wanted to watch it again. Like immediately. It's amazing. John, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I know you have, Koran. Oh yeah. So I figured you recommended it to me a couple years ago when I was. And I hope you hope you loved the hell out of it. Because it will. It's a mind screw of a movie, and it's so good. And good. I love it. I love it. Triangle. It's amazing. Go watch it. Good. All right. Before I do my second pick, can you still hear me? For now, yes. Yes. Um, also going deep cut. I've talked about this on the show multiple times. Literally all I can tell you about the movie called plus one is a guy gets caught cheating on his girlfriend at her fencing thing. And they end up at the same party in the first three minutes of the fucking film. (laughs) I can't tell you anything else about the hour and 40 minute movie without giving away so much. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. You recommended that to me, and I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I. It's one of those weird IFC things, because IFC doesn't put all their stuff out on Blu-ray, but it wasn't streaming anywhere, and I wanted to watch it, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's worth $16 to get on DVD. <laughs> yeah, I just... I found it when I was sitting at home, sick, and it, it, it was on Netflix at one point. Um I, I sent it to my friend Josh Thacker, and he and Travis always do their like top twenty films of the year lists. And after he watched it, and he goes, "I thought I had my top five figured out, but now I'm rethinking everything I've watched this year." <laughs> he liked it that much. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect going in. And I, I tried to, because you told me, like, don't read anything about it. Just, 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 you know, watch it. And, uh, yeah, not knowing anything about it makes it a whole lot better. I, I'd imagine you just feel like you were wasting time if you knew what happens in the movie before you watched it. Yeah. No, I mean, as someone who's watched it three or four times, I still <laughs> enjoy the hell. It is. It's good. Anyone got anything else? I've got one more. Um, straying, tiptoeing just a little bit outside of the. Seems to be tonight's theme. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength tonight. Um, this is a movie that I feel like gets unfairly dumped on and um, has improved greatly in hindsight. Uh, it's also a movie that got absolutely eviscerated by its own advertising campaign. 
um, because it showed you things in the trailers you were not supposed to know. Um, you can probably guess where I'm going. Terminator Salvation. Oh, yeah. The fourth film in the Terminator franchise. Uh, again, I feel unfairly dumped on. Uh, and I've talked about this at length in the show before, so I'm just going to briefly summarize. Um, T2 works, even though it shouldn't. T2 was, you know, the greatest action movie of the 90s, if not ever. Uh, even though it's essentially just redoing the plot of Terminator 1, uh, it gets away with it because it amps everything up, cranks everything up to 11, and you're just jaw on the floor with the spectacle of it, and wow, that was amazing. T3, a decade plus later, try to do the same goddamn plot a third time, uh, and it doesn't work. Get the fuck out of here. The movie is nothing redeeming about it at all. It's dog shit. Salvation legit tried to bring something new and different to the Terminator franchise. It's set in the early days of the future war, which is what everyone said they wanted to explore more of. So it's John Connor as a, a lieutenant in the resistance fighting the machines. Uh, it's a story of this, this guy uh, who's wandering the wasteland, uh, meeting a young Kyle Reese who's trying to find the resistance to join them in kind of a odyssey through the wasteland that is Earth post-Judgment Day um, fighting robots. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but there is a huge plot reveal um, about halfway into the movie that's huge to the story and was shown from the very first damn trailer. Uh, so it ruined a good chunk of the movie. Um, if you didn't see it when it came out, if you kind of forgot that it existed, um, it's way better than Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, because it attempted to be something we hadn't seen in Terminator before. There's no time travel in this movie at all. Um, I will say it's got a great sort of Arnold cameo in it. Uh, the only way I want to see does it. Um, it's a really good movie that got torn apart by its own advertising campaign, and then the whole Christian Bale set leak audio crap. Um, but to me, it, it, I own three Terminator films: one, two, and this one. Uh, because even though it's not a great movie, even though it's not T two levels of amazingness, it tries something new and different for the franchise. It has a lot that works in it. Anton Yelchin is fucking amazing as young Kyle Reese. Um, give it a watch if you if you're looking for a fun Terminator film that you haven't seen before, and hopefully you've forgotten enough of the advertising that some of the plot reveals will still feel new and interesting and shocking to you. So there you go. Yeah, just pretend that you've never seen any of those trailers. <laughs> you're better off having not seen them anyway. So 15 years ago, so you may have forgotten them. Yeah. There's been plenty of other crappy trailers since then, so yeah, you can wipe it from your mind. Including Terminator Dark. Yeah, including a, a whole new disappointing Terminator movie. That movie might be good, but that's a terrible trailer. Well, yeah, the CGI looks like crap, and if Arnold's a Terminator machine, why is he aging? <sighs> well, I just, right, I, yeah, I know. I just uh, there's there's just so many things wrong with it that just. It's uh, it feels like it's playing the uh, Halloween 2018 oh, card well, very hard. Yeah. Hey, look, Linda Hamilton's back. Go see it. Yep. Hey, nothing, nothing new, but Linda Hamilton's back. So go see it. Cash grab. Look at that. <laughs> Another new production company has the rights, so we're going to make a new trilogy. Where have I? <sighs> Too many places is where you've heard that yeah. before. <laughs> Every movie since T three. <laughs> Ugh. Yep. 
Mm-mm. Well, I would like to uh, make one more shameless plug before we shut this one down. Have any more picks? Uh, I don't have any more picks. That's it for me. Got out of my ass and you had something, but no, I'm good. <laughs> All right, well then, um, our shameless plug is, speaking of movies, uh, if you've heard us talking week to week about our fantasy movie league, and you're like, you say to yourself, self, I would really like to try that. But I don't even know, like, this sounds like they're way deep in a season. I don't know how to even play. Well, you're in luck. Because our Fantasy Movie League new season starts this weekend. There's still time to jump on and uh, join the group. We actually had somebody join today. Brand new. So uh, uh, make your picks. You have until Friday at noon Eastern time to make your picks which is a little bit unfair because us in the central time zone get one less hour to make our picks, but neither here nor there. Not here to bitch, not here to call unfair, but uh, it's... You're making your pick an hour early, though. Uh, not really, though. I don't know. Whatever, semantics. It doesn't matter. It really is all the same. I was just pretending to, to be upset about it because I dropped to second place last time, so I'm all pissed off. I'm all angry. Um, but free to play. All you need to do is uh, get an account on uh, FantasyMovieLeague.com. Follow the link that's on our Facebook and or Twitter page. Sign up for our league. You can play against us and other cast members on the show. It's a hell of a lot of fun. No better time than to join right now. We'll go easy on you. Not really. And you can you can play. And you can be part of the the conversation with our fantasy movie league. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like uh I like playing, I like picking. Um usually on Wednesdays I make my picks. Um, lock them in, and then Thursday I second-guess myself, and then by the time it comes around to change them on Friday, I've already uh, missed the deadline, so it's gone. So that's usually my formula. That's usually... It's <laughs> easy to play, impossible to master. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Shout-out to uh, to Julian last season for having a perfect cinema, which is like a unicorn eating a flower. And... Yep. Uh, props to Obi John for winning the season last season. It was a close one, man. I, I you, you were sitting pretty most of the season, man. I shit the bed the last four weeks. Had I even had one decent week in those last four weeks, it would have been fine. But I just shit the bed every single week. And I don't know how, but it just every week was just worse than the last. It was pathetic. So I dropped to second place. Obi John, you uh, much like uh, you hit me with a red shell in Mario Kart and just drove on by, <laughs> and just crossed that finish line, beat my ass. Which, by the way, also shout out to Nintendo for letting me be a part of the Mario Kart Android beta. Oh, which is so much fun. Uh, I forgot to mention it last week. Actually, on my birthday, they sent me the email that said, "Hey, you're part of the closed beta for the Android Mario Kart." 
So I downloaded the app and I've been playing it for a week and oh my gosh, it's so much fun. It's just as fun slash aggravating as Mario Kart should be. Because it's a hell of a lot of fun, but oh, it pisses me off. Interesting change. All of the, all of the races, only two laps, not three. Huh. So a little bit different, but so much fun. Uh, so yeah, just like Mario Kart, you hit me with the, the, uh, the, the blue shell. I was cruising to a victory. You hit me with the blue shell. I tumbled around a little bit and you were able to just pass right by me. Yeah, I got lucky. I, uh, I had some help. I had some people who were like fourth or fifth who came in first one week and kind of yeah. ruined the standings. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I'd have to go back and look, but I think with the exception of like the last week where Flanagan, you and I both just shit the bed because yep. we talked about we both talked about it. We were like, yeah, why the hell would we pick Aladdin? Yeah. Well, we, we should have fucking picked Aladdin. That was the, the one live action Disney movie that's actually done well in theaters. Damn it all. <laughs> You're so wrong, but okay. I know, I know, Thank I know. You Thank you. Yeah, no, I was. I thought. I thought there was going to be so much backlash for like with all this. We had such negative publicity and negative press. I thought everybody was going to just be over it and not even entertain it. And damn it, I was so wrong. See, now if you would have picked against Dumbo, you'd have been right. Right. See, like uh. but the nostalgia goggles were too thick for Aladdin. Mm. Travis picked Dumbo and then, like, did so badly that week he never played again. <laughs> well, yeah. hopefully hopefully he's willing to play again this time because it's, we're all at zero now. Like, everybody's zeroed out. It's a brand new game. So we'll yeah. see what happens. It's, it's a whole new day. Uh, what kind of day is it, Koran? The new day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so with that, I think our studio time is over. I got nothing left. I'm spent. I think we over, we, we limped to the barn with our connection issues. I think we called it. I want to again thank Jack from the Micro Wrestling Federation for coming on and talking to us. And uh, make sure to go see them in, uh, in Pigeon Forge or wherever they will be uh, in their multi-city tour. 80, they just got done doing 80 stops in three months. That's just insanity. That's a hell of a tour schedule. But uh, we're big fans. We're definitely going to uh, go and see them. We're going to work it out. At some point, we'll figure out we're going to see them. And, uh, um, you know, they're, they're posted up at the Microtorium in Pigeon Forge, which is still an awesome name. I love it. So, through the weak connections, through the connection issues, through the uh, Go to Hell Discord, I want to thank you, Koran, Obi John, for sticking with it and giving it your all this week. And I think they're gone again. I think I think we're just uh, I think we're limping over. So. Uh, we're going to say it like we always do, the same way we always do every week, and uh, say thank you for uh, sticking with it the only way we know how, and that is with the theme song of our favorite uh, 80s comedy about old ladies that are just too sassy for their own good. <laughs>